Yes, it's a happy Halloween. The witching hour. Well, the witching hour is between 12 and 1 each day, Monday to Thursday, on the Nile Boylan podcast. What do you think? What do you think of this? The lines are gone. And behind me, of course, is the haunted mansion, including the bats and everything else. All very themed for the day that's in it. We, by the way, if you want to ring up and, you know, tell us a ghost story, we'd be quite happy to listen to you for five minutes. Not that I believe in ghosts and all that kind of stuff, but it's a great night, of course, for kids to go out and enjoy themselves. Gobby with the days that we went out and said, help the Halloween party. Not anymore, of course, modernization, the internet has changed young people. They're all very American nowadays. They call it trick or treat, which is a very American notion, by the way. Ireland was always help the Halloween party. Gobby with the days that we would give them a bag of nuts, an apple, an orange and a banana. If you handed them nuts, an apple and an orange and a banana, you would be accused of killing them because for some reason, they all seem to have a nut allergy. Now, don't get me wrong. Nut allergies are very common in society. We're not as common as you might think. But every kid out there seems to think nowadays they have some sort of nut allergy. Anyway, we have a lot to get to today, but I do want to talk about shame. Hold on, I've got something going on in my ear here. Hang on, I do take that out. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's why it's happening. Now, I do I do want to talk about shame. And we used to have a sense of shame that influenced our behavior, reflecting upon a vile word or deed might cause shame to rise. Being admonished for wearing something revealing or improper could trigger a movement of shame. Betraying faith, family or principles or morals was once considered a shameful act to be avoided at all costs. We felt shame when fa- failing to live up to the standards of society. But this sense of shame seems to have gone in society. People do deceitful things. And they don't feel any shame anymore. Indeed, base acts no longer awaken in tepid hearts movements of shame and remorse. And the reason for this lamentable behaviour, I suppose, is that we no longer hold ourselves up to those same high standards in society. So look at the world around us. Shame serves as an early warning system for most of us. When triggered, it compels us to do the right thing and change our ways. It represents a spectacular clash between right and wrong, and good morals and bad morals. The strong sentiment of shame makes us see the malice of our acts, and their lasting consequences on our own reputations, and the damage we do to other people as well, and how we can hurt their feelings sometimes. Thus, the sense of shame benefits society. It's not limited to individual reflections, but extends to how others reflect upon us. And many are persuaded to abandon wicked ways for fear of shame and the shame it'll bring upon them, upon their communities and their families. With the barriers of shame in place, society can set high standards for conduct. It can propose uplifting perspectives and noble deeds. Young people nowadays, to give you some examples of what I'm talking about, Young people have become shameless. When I say young people, I don't mean all of them. Of course, there's some very good, noble young people out there today. But many of them are shameless because they're selfish, they're greedy, they're gluttonous, they're materialistic, they're self-absorbed. And they are all linked to shame because you wouldn't be any of those things if you had shame. Because you wouldn't be selfish, because you would share, because you would feel ashamed if you didn't share. You wouldn't be gluttonous because when somebody says, what would you like to eat? You wouldn't order the whole menu because you would be ashamed to do that. You would be 
I suppose you would reflect upon what you want to do because you would understand that person's earnings or what they could afford. When you put yourself up online and you're self-absorbed about yourself or you maybe publicly display your sexuality in some way, you wouldn't have done that before because shame would have prevented you from doing that. Now, you could argue that's a good or a bad thing. Also, our politicians. Our politicians make decisions that negatively impact society, have extreme negative consequences on people's ways of life, including when they increase taxes, when the cost of living rises and they do nothing about it, when they bring in legislation and laws, like, for example, the extension that they're planning to bring in on abortion, which for many people is shameless. They do this with no shame because it doesn't really impact their lives because they're on six-figure sums and generally speaking, they can afford everything they bring in. So it doesn't really impact their lives, but they do understand the negative effect it has on other people's lives, but yet they still do it. Politicians of the past may not have done things like that because they would have understood the negative impact and they would have been ashamed of themselves for doing such a thing. Sex used to be private between men and women who loved each other. Or nowadays, I suppose, men and men and women and women. Or just wanted to pleasure each other in some way privately. But now it seems there's no shame in expressing your sexuality publicly and talking about sexuality publicly. For some people, that's okay. That's a sign of an evolving society. But for others, it's shameless. People with climate agendas, woke agendas, and many other agendas have no shame in how they expose their views and their scaremongering. They do that with no shame, even though they know it can never negatively impact society and particularly vulnerable people who believe them. And one more example. We watched an interview in the Late Late Show the other night with Juno Dawson about that book, This Book is Gay, which is the book of controversy in the Cork Library. And never once was he questioned about the sexuality of the book for a 13-year-old. It's all well and good describing sex and reproduction to a 13-year-old in a science class with biology. But to use terms and lewd acts and the sexual detail that would be in that book, I don't personally believe is appropriate for a 13-year-old. I would never tell a 13-year-old what a blowjob is, for example. Or talk to them about anal sex. Or how to prepare themselves for dating with strangers. I wouldn't do that with a 13-year-old. It's not age-appropriate. Under any circumstance, as far as I can see, any parent who believes it is age-appropriate clearly has no shame and is a bad parent. Mind you, that was never questioned on The Late Late Show. People said that Juno Dawson shouldn't have been on The Late Late Show. I believe he should. Absolutely. He should have been on The Late Late Show. But he should have been challenged. And some may insist that morality and shame are protected by religion and the church. And you know I'm not religious. But I do agree that the decline of religion has also caused the decline and the lack of shame. So there is an argument that losing shame is a good thing, that we can express ourselves better, and that we don't have to be ashamed of our bodies, that we don't have to be ashamed of certain things. So there are positives to a lack of shame as well. But I want to know if you believe the lack of shame in society, given all the examples I've just given you, are a good thing or a bad thing. Is the loss of shame good or bad? Let me know what you think. The number, as usual, 85 55 That's 85 55 And my producer would be very upset with me on this Halloween if I didn't go, Whoa. 
because he told me to do that. Anyway, let me go to Sophie. Sophie, hi, how are you? Good morning, how are you doing? Happy Halloween, Sophie. And to yourself, how are you? Good. Sophie, do you believe the lack of shame in society is a good thing, a negative thing, or is it a positive thing? Well, I think that shame, the capacity to process or alchemize shame in an individual is absolutely essential to having any sort of a complete functioning person that can think for themselves. So that would then also apply on the macro level with society as well. I think there's been purposeful attempt in order to um, absolve people of feeling any shame or giving them ways to avoid it. Mm-hmm. But I do think that for any of us personally, like I know personally, for me, if I was to avoid the feelings of shame that come up, I'm avoiding a really good opportunity to either deepen a relationship with myself or with another person. Mm-hmm. But to walk through the flame of shame feels like death because it is a type of a death. It's often the death of the story you've given yourself as an excuse for your behavior, or it's the death of an identity. And we've now come into a society where people will die for an identity, die for a belief, and will do absolutely anything to avoid feeling shame. But people people have always died for an identity or died for a belief system, for example, in relation to religion or theology. So people have always done that. They've always died for their beliefs. Whether they feel shame for that or not, I don't know. I mean, I, I can see the positives, but I can see the very negatives in society of the lack of shame. And I mentioned one there, which was young people. And by the way, the vast majority of young people are decent people. I'm not having a go at every young person. But I see it more and more in society. Young people nowadays are selfish, self-absorbed, uh, self-obsessed. And that wouldn't have happened more, more than likely when, when I was young 60 years ago, because we would have shame or we would have felt shame for being selfish. For example, something as simple as having a bag of sweets. You know what I mean? We were always told to share. If you didn't share, there was other kids around, you felt a sense of shame. Kids nowadays don't feel that same sense of shame. Well, I don't believe they do, many of them. And they're materialistic. We we weren't materialistic. We were afraid to ask our parents for anything because we knew our parents didn't have money. Whereas nowadays, kids don't really care whether their parents have money or not. They'd still ask for those things. So there, there's a lack. Shame prevents us from being greedy. It prevents us from being gluttonous. It prevents us from all those other as they call them, sins, mortal sins. So, but then again, I could argue that, for example, it was shameful many years ago, for example, to to go on the beach in a bikini. It was shameful to show anything further than your shoulder down. It was it was shameful for a woman to have not have her hair covered. You know, those kind of things were shameful too. That's gone now, and that's not a bad thing. But public shame and personal shame are very different things. Public shame are determined by the culture and whoever's running that at the time. And I think the lack of values um, is what leads to sort of a, a, a public lack of shame that we see. And that really is necessary in order to permit the people who are making decisions in government and places like that to convince people that what they're doing is not shameful. But the removal of values for children is very important. But personal shame... I think is something that um, everybody should be able to access and should be able to identify in themselves because it's the only thing that actually can grow you through a situation. And for example, if you hurt somebody, if you hurt somebody you love, then the hardest thing to do is to look them in the eye and sit with them and say, I'm sorry and experience the pain that you caused. Mm. But that takes courage, which comes from the heart, which there's an awful lot of bravado out there at the moment but there's very little courage. And you know what? For courage and for shame, you have to know what you will die for. You have to know your values and you have to say, 
that is the hill I will die on. And I don't think people talk about those things anymore. And everything is just instant gratification where people don't even know the difference between their desires and their needs. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they've misinterpreted the two. But that was all by design. I mean, it's also on a larger scale when we talk about governments and politicians and the decisions that they make that negatively impact people's lives or the decisions they don't make, which could help people, for example, in the cost of living crisis. They, many, many years ago, although politicians were corrupt and always were corrupt, um, you know, politicians were human beings. I believe they were. And we used to talk about politicians being a person a person of the people or a man of the people or whatever it was or a, the voice of the common man. Whereas nowadays, I believe politicians make decisions with impunity and they don't feel that shame anymore. They don't care about the decisions that they make, the negative impact that it has on society and people's lifestyles and people's lives or whether, you know, Mary or Johnny can't have that holiday every year anymore because of the cost of living. They don't seem to care about that. They just make decisions and they shamelessly make them. Yes, well, I think some of the politicians probably have some stuff that they're really, really ashamed of, that the people who are giving them the orders to do what they're told to do, if that was to be pulled out, then it would absolutely annihilate them, as would if the people who control the media were to tell them to turn on them as well. So I think politicians are a different kettle of fish. They seem to justify themselves at very high levels by joining groups that they do rituals where they create egregore and those egregore in some way in their little minds seem to remove their personal shame because of a complex sort of ritualistic view that they have, which is absolutely pathetic. And if you want to scare a politician or a guard or a doctor or anybody in a position who says, I'm just doing my job, if you look that person in the eye and say, I remove all of your excuses, you're making a free will choice. And with that free will choice, you are personally responsible. That will terrorize them more than any protest. Mm -hmm. They are terrorized because once they have responsibility, then you also have to be able to face personal shame. And they can't do that. It would be like asking them to fall off a cliff with their hands behind the back and hit the ground. They lost that capacity. And you learn that capacity as a child. And that requires courage. It takes courage to process shame. I mean, in the, in the final context of shame, just before I come to Jason, our other caller here, um, you know, sexuality is a, is a huge part of this now as well. Um, for example, the Pride Parade, and I'm not suggesting so much the one in Ireland, but ones that I've seen abroad more so than here in Ireland. You've got individuals walking around in dominatrix outfits, you know, with their penises hanging out and their arse exposed and all sorts of things. That wouldn't have happened 50 years ago because, again shame in society would have prevented that. Some people would say that's a good, argue that's a positive thing, that we should be able to express our sexuality publicly like that. Others will argue it's not such a good thing, that shame should prevent you from doing that. But there doesn't seem to be any personal shame when it comes to sexuality anymore. No, because again, it, this is the weaponization of sexuality, which is a whole different view. I mean, we were brought up in the 70s and 80s and shame was used to control us and that's a whole kind of subject in itself. But yeah, I mean, you know what, that's what I'm saying, the pendulum has swung the other way. I mean, don't get me wrong, there was a time when you were told a girl should never sit on a boy's knee or he should get pregnant. I mean, that's the opposite way. Yeah, but the people who um, who develop education, who manage media, who manage government and manage their, their whole ideology, they are now um, almost in a, a Sabatian Franca sort of way trying to invert everything that they detest because they ultimately detest human spirit. And with human spirit, you know, if you have, say, a relationship with somebody and you have to sit down with that person that you love and both of you or one of you have to process shame, that is real living. That's real courage that it requires. And yes, we live in a world that we're the lowest common denominator and mediocrity. I mean, we have the biggest group of mediocrity 
sitting up in that door. You couldn't find a less impressive group of gombeans. But that is required <laughs> for this moment in time to do their master's bidding and literally bend over shamelessly. And what they're bringing out, it is a Sabatian Frankist mentality that if you just do the most repulsive and horrific things that you're in some way achieving some ideal, ide, ideology or goal. But Niall, if you stand in front of them, if you look them in the eye, hold the space and say, you're making a free will choice. You have no excuses. I don't care what formula you've been given. Yeah, you've got blood on your hands. Yeah. You, you, well, more than that, you have the spirit of your country and your children's future in hand. Blood, people, there's worse things in death than dying. But the death of your spirit and your ability to have courage and die for what you believe in or to defend somebody vulnerable, if, if that's gone, and that's what you see at the moment, utter zombies walking around looking for the next quicker, easier, more seductive fix or to be told what to clap for. That is worse than death now. Okay, well, do me a favour. Stay there for a second if you can, Sophie, and a lot of good points you made there. Let me go to Jason as well. Jason, hi, how are you? How are you now? Good afternoon to you. Good. Is the, is the kind of loss of shame or this kind of moral guardian of society, which was the word shame, is that is that a good thing or a bad thing? You must have been reading me mind over the weekend. Me and my partner were only talking about it on Sunday. But shame. We were coming back. Yeah. It's just that now there, there's none. There's no shame anymore. And it's a shock fact. Hold on for one second. The kids are listening to you. You still go over there for a minute. Have you seen someone? <laughs> ironic. Ironic, that is. Go ahead, yeah, go on. Yes. Uh, yeah, we were coming out of uh, Dublin. You know, we live down the country now. Yeah. So we were up in Dublin for the marathon. He says we're running in the marathon. It's done very well. Uh, we were coming back and there's a, there was a rave on in the tree arena on Sunday night. Okay. Or some gig. Yeah. Oh, my God, Niall. If you had a scene, what have you seen? And I'm not easily shocked. I'm one of the first ravers. We start going back in 1992. And remember when the rave music first started? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were we were in tracksuits. Yeah, remember them? Yeah, the shell tracksuits. <laughs> you, what I seen on Sunday evening, you would not see in a lap dancing club. Right. Okay. And it, and it was my it was more my wife and the women that were there at the train station that were passing comment on what the young ladies were coming out in. And I, I, honestly, Noel, if that's what society has, if it's gone this far, it can't go any further. Like, do, if you take away what they had on them on Sunday night, they are left with nothing. And that's it. There's no other layers. We used to slag back in the day, growing up in the 90s, women were like onions. You had to peel layers off them. You know, nowadays, you're asking them to put stuff on. There's no shame anymore in this country, and it's a shock factor. The more shocking, the better. TikTok has destroyed our youth. If you see what's on, oh man, my son showed me his phone, he's in his 20s. So me and him obviously don't get the same stuff, you know, coming through our phones, yeah? Yeah. Noel, if I tell you what I've seen, girls from as young as, I'm hoping they're all over 18 for number one, because if not, something going on. The stuff they're doing online. Yeah. And it's, it's not boys, it's the girls that are doing this to attract the boys. I've had a big conversation with my son and I'll, do you know what he said? He would never, ever in a million years, pick up a girl while he's out now. Not with a drink. And if she's dressed like that, he's not picking her up. He's gone. A lot of young men are going back for the conservative look now because this is just, wow, this is too much. And it's, but, it's did, but did we not? But did we? Hang, hang on, Jason. Well, hang on. Hang on for a second. Why are we trying to talk this there? It's just, it's all under this new umbrella of liberalisation and freedom of expression and my body, my choice. And this is going for male, female and whatever the new is, if you know what I mean. It just seems to be the shock factors now. The, that's it now. There's more shocking, the better. And, and I understand what you're saying. But we could argue if we go back to the 1960s, you know, that 
parents then were horrified by Elvis Presley gyrating and shaking his hips in a sexual manner. And then you had the, the Beatles. Music. Then you had the seventies. It was the Beatles were doing the same thing. Then in the eighties, then <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then yeah. in the eighties, of course, it became more sexualized. You know, so Which society has generally become more sexualized. Oh, no, it has, I, but that's what I mean. It has, but is is this the stopping point now? Like you could see the clothes coming off the people from the nineteen fifties. You know, the stuff was getting more revealed, and the shorts and the lads were being opened, and the ladies' but, the but, shirts were coming up. Yeah, but I, I, I don't want people to be shamed of their bodies either. But I do have an issue, and like yourself, and I don't know whether Sophie would or not, like yourself with young, particularly young girls uh, dressing in a very provocative way at 14 and 15 years of age. I, I, I do have an issue with that and I think... I, I don't have an issue with the way women dress. Women should be allowed to dress whatever way they want when they're 18 years of age. The same way as men shouldn't be dressing with their penis hanging out or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? Sorry, so, Niall. Sorry, Niall. The problem is with you. Why are you looking? Not with them. The problem is with why are you looking? Why does that bother you? And that's what you're getting now. As you said about the the the, the uh, what's it, the gay pride parade. Look how far they've gone with that now. These men going around on the back of trucks in bondage gear, simulating sexual acts and doing it in front of kids. Okay, that's how far we're gone. We've gone to the stage now where the young ladies, it's micro bikinis, micro dresses, micro this, and it's the shorter, the more they reveal, the better, because it's the shock factor. You've these so-called influencers, influ I can't even say that. Influencers, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, there was one in Australia, and her big claim to fame is she managed to sleep with 300 men in a year. And that's what, that, and that's what she's, and her, her thing was, it's empowering. I'm empowering. I'm empowering my body. This OnlyFans has convinced these girls that you're taking back control and it's all about you. It's not. It's still the same dirty old men at the background that are funding all this and are just getting women to take off their clothes and do stuff to themselves in a different way. Sophie, have you any thoughts in relation to the way young people, primarily young girls, are dressing nowadays? You know, I mean, he talked about that gig the other night, the rave that was out of the three arena. And, but I have witnessed that kind of behaviour myself. And, you know, I would be, if it was my daughter, I certainly wouldn't let her go at the door looking like that. But in, say, but in saying that, some people do. do. Is that a problem in society, Sophie? Well, I think it's going to be very shortly because I think when you flood the country with a couple of hundred thousand of Muslim people who have a very different view on the, on the and a very, you know, um, what would you call it? Very, very clear view on what should happen to people who dress or behave in that way. So you've got a situation where the government on one hand are being told, I never, the government never make, a, they don't even decide what underwear to wear as far as I can see. So I don't like to call them the government. But when they, when they have, tell society, you know, what's okay and what's not, on one hand, they're making it so like fashionable that you have to be some form of non-norm non -norm in life and to express yourself um, in a way that is, is mm. degenerative. But is promoting the fact that you've slept with 300 men in one year, is, is that progression or is that exhibitionism? Is that, so, is that no, empowering? No, no, no. That is the purposeful destruction of society. Um, that's what that is. And then you have the, the other cultures that they're bringing in, which is going to cause mayhem. You see, I think all of the subjects that we discuss, unless people see the fact that there is an overriding um, agenda going on to break people down into their lowest common denominator and then put them into the doll. So you take the lowest, most broad, um, slightly queasy, creepy individuals and the rest of them, um, you know, are, are just, all of their kids are supported by their, their doll position as well and they have jobs. 
and they're just being told what to do. Also, sorry, on the, what the other gentleman said there, yep, if you I can. think that the effect of, of peptides and porn, again, porn is created by the same people, by the way, who own the pharma, who own war, they, the media. There's very few people and very few companies, if you look at the likes of BlackRock, that are actually making decisions. Whether they even are or they've handed over to their god AI yet, I don't know. But he was saying about the effects of TikTok. Those small snippets of visual information and pornography, the effects that that's having on the, the peptides of, of brains, those girls are dressing like they think men want them to, to dress uh, because of what's on porn. And that has been managed as okay. well. It's utter destruction. Okay, so okay. well, hang on for a second because I need to go to Morris. Just before I go to Morris, a quick seven-second ad. Niall Boylan has been told to shut up from the time he was in school. But all through his life, they just keep telling him to shut up. But not anymore. Because now he has his own live podcast, the Niall Boylan Podcast. Morris, hi, how are you? Stall the ball there, Niall. Yourself and Jay whitewashed my youth. What about the Bay City Rollers and the Stoilistics in the 70s? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they, they certainly had quite a lot of shame. Morris, do you, think that, do you think shame has vanished from society? And is that a bad thing? I think it's a word that's gone. To me, uh, what I've seen in Dublin, and I'm like Jay, I've grown up in the tough times and the rough times. To me, I'll give you an expression. Dublin, to me, now is an open-air brothel. An open-air brothel? Yes. Because I've seen people standing around Dublin on different parts, recording people and laughing as they have sex in public and they're drugged out of their minds. And I'm looking at videos of women robbing shops, stoned out of their mind and screaming at the staff, give me an effing bag, give me an effing bag. I can't believe this in our city. I've seen it myself. I went on my tour around Dublin to find out about my history. And all I've seen was drugs, robbery, sex, innuendo, and people just selling themselves on the street for their next fix. Zombie. It's an open-air brothel, and I'm, I'm, I'm no shame in that. The soul is gone out of the, and the shame has gone out of the sea, and the people don't know what to do to get it back. In, re- in, re- in relation, we, we let, let's look at two aspects that we were kind of focused on very much, which is young people and politicians. Um, yeah. Young people you know, nowadays, and again, I don't want to be seen that I'm tarring every young person with the same brush because there's some good yeah. young people out there, okay? But generally speaking, when we were young, we didn't do things, certain things, because shame prevented us from doing it. In other words, we shared, we Absolutely. weren't we weren't selfish, we weren't self-obsessed, we weren't self-absorbed because shame prevented us from doing that, the word shame or, or that ideal of yeah. shame. Do you think they've lost that shame now? I think they've grown up without it because their parents have grown up without it. So it travels down the generation. But there would be an awful lot of young people that, uh, that we grew up with. Catholic shame. Shame for Catholicism. Don't do this. Don't say that. You'll born in hell for your sins. But don't you know what? I'm, I'm not religious, but I don't have an issue with that. I, I, I don't have an issue yeah. with, a, a, you know, a, a theology, I suppose, having some yeah. sort of control on society to pull us back every now and again when we go too far. I don't have an issue. I don't really have an issue because the only good thing that ever came out of religion, as far as I'm concerned, because I'm not a religious person, don't believe in God, but the only good thing that came out of it is uh, the morals and the teachings of right and wrong. So, but unfortunately, I think with the decline of religion, we, we've probably, in Ireland particularly, we've probably seen that has had a huge effect on the way people behave. Yeah, I, I understand. I have an eight-year-old sister, just go back in the day. 
and she was beaten by a nun because they didn't turn up for a thing called Sadafi. Now, they yeah. weren't even in this building. Yeah, well, that wasn't right either. either, you know what I mean? No. Oh, they did it, you know. My father went down and told her, if you ever touch my girls again, I'll take these Sam Brown belt off my army uniform and I'll whip you to an inch of your life. And that's the only thing she understood because she was mm. to the kids. So it was beaten into them. I don't see respect in the streets of Dublin anymore. I see people going around and they'll either rob you, they'll punch their head off you, they'll steal from you. They're having sex in the middle of the street because they don't know what else what to do. They're living for today. There's no soul. That woman is right. The spirit in people and the city is gone. Mm. And young people are aborting to politicians because they have nothing for them and they don't know what to do with them. So what do they say? You have your education. F off and emigrate somewhere else. Be someone else's problem. Ten years later, we're short of tradesmen in all trades. Oh, why don't you just come back? We love you. And they won't come back because they have a better quality of life. Mm. We're called abandoners on previous shows. They didn't abandon the country. The country abandoned the young people. And we're still doing it. Okay, we'll, we'll stay there. Let me just bring Angela in as well. Angela, hi, how are you? Hi, Niall. Oh, my God, I can't believe I was actually going to text you about this kind of thing yesterday. Why is everybody thinking about it all of a sudden? Jason said they were talking about it the other day. And Morris had a wander yeah. around town and thinks Dublin has become an old player brothel. Oh, my God. Where um, where I live now, I'll just give, give you an example of Friday night. There was the teenage disco going on. Now, we all know how cold it is at the moment. And I was sitting in traffic at the other side of town to where this disco was going on, right? And these three girls got out. No more. They were no more than 14. No more than 14. And they got out. With all I can describe as as elastic bands around them, right? Now, not one of them had a jumper on. Not one of them had a jacket on, right? Now, that's fine. That's grand. But the thing was, the disco was starting at half seven. This was half six. And the mother roars out, I'll pick you up here at 12 o'clock. You better fucking be here at 12 o'clock. And I'm going... So now they have an hour to walk through town like that. And it ends at 10 or half 10. So they have an hour and a half to walk around like that with no jackets, no jumpers, no coats, no nothing on them. And I mean to say that there was nothing left to the imagination. It's an exaggeration. Mm. There was... And it's, do you know See, what but you will is? be you will be castigated by women listening, Angela, who will say, oh, "How how dare you? Girls and women should be allowed to wear what they want." Yeah, and I put I'll... it up on the local on the local Facebook page, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't care what you say. I'm sorry. You should be a shameful parent because your daughters are going out giving the wrong impression, and they are. They're giving the wrong impression. All these TikTok videos." Where, you know, young ones like 14, 15, 16, gyrating, sucking their fingers. Do you know what I mean? Rubbing their boobs, rubbing their arses like. They've no respect. Self-respect. I, I know. I've, I've heard way. young people use terminology that even I as an adult, and I consider myself, you know, on the sexual level of, you know, having a very good, fairly good wherewithal. But I hear terms yeah. from young people and I had no idea what they actually meant until it was explained to me. No. You know? And they have corsets on. Like, proper corsets. You're going, 
I, I, I did a topic going back a while ago on the radio about teenage discos. Thanks a lot. And one of the one of the uh, the adults was on saying that she heard one of the young people saying she had been snowballing all night. Now I had to get somebody to explain to me what that meant, and I'm not going to explain it now. And people can go and look it up if you want. But I was horrified that 14 year olds were talking about snowballing. Do you even know what that means, Angela? Oh, have I lost Angela? Oh, sorry. Oh, I lost. Uh-huh. Do you do you even know what that means? Yes, I do. Okay. And it's it's it's, it's just, vile. It's it's vile. But not. But these are fourteen-year-olds. These are fourteen-year-olds. But the other thing as well is they're falling around drunk inside there. A lot of parents are letting their kids drink at this age because I prefer to let them drink in front of me than behind me in a bush. Do you know? No, I'm sorry. That's you. There again. You have no shame on saying that you let your child of 14, 15, 16 go out and get Langer's drunk. Right? That's an act. It's disgusting. It's a disgrace. But, but, but here's, but here's the thing. It's not just the adult's fault because it's society's fault. Because we yeah. have moved or removed shame from society, which can be a good thing in some sense, right? But because, we, because yeah. you had the extreme going back 60 years ago where the Catholic Church ruled with an iron fist as well. So because we've removed yeah. that shame... Young people don't feel any shame when it comes to all aspects of life, in the way they dress, for example, as you talked about a second ago, in the way they behave. I generally, and I, I know I get given it for saying it all the time, but I genuinely believe that most young people nowadays are quite selfish. Uh, they're quite self-absorbed. Yes. They're self-obsessed. I think social media has probably done the self-obsession. Um, and and if you would have gone back to our day, the thing that would have stopped us behaving like that were not just our parents, but the shame of doing it. You know, you, you wouldn't yeah. have been greedy because you would have been ashamed of being greedy. You wouldn't have been selfish because you would have been ashamed of being selfish. But nowadays, there is no shame attached to those things at all. There's not. And the other thing is, Niall, what happened to pocket money? What happened to you want something, okay, save up your pocket money? Earn it. That doesn't happen anymore. No. You know, they don't. It's like, I want, I want, I want, I guess, I guess, I guess. I have to say now... And yes, she is my niece, and she's a beautiful young woman. And this year she had her debts. And I'm not saying, do you know when you look at the, the previous years, you're going, what is she going to turn up in? Yeah. Do you know? And um, she came down, and I actually cried because she looked stunning. And she didn't have the dress where her boots are hanging out and she didn't have a bit cut out in the middle, or she didn't. She had the most beautiful dress. And she looked like she was going to a depth. She didn't look like, and I'm going to say it, and I will get lambasted. Young people now look like sluts. They look like prostitutes. They look like whores. They look like, and I don't care what people say. That's my opinion, and that's the way I look at it. When I see a young one walking down the street where I can see the cheeks of her arse and that she's wearing a tongue, She's wearing a thong and she is 14 or 15 or even 16. I'm going, your parents are an absolute disgrace because those three girls got out of the mother's car. So don't tell me that, oh, they, they left in jeans and tops and changed. No, they didn't. That mother left three girls get out of the car like that. And you are asking for trouble. Okay, do me a favour. Stay there for a second. I want to come to, to Sean and Neem. I have to go to Neem first, I think. Sorry. Neem, hi. How are you? How are you? Yeah, I f- fully agree with that woman. 100%. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. I'm fortunate enough that I don't have any daughters, but I, you see it all the time. And you only have to see the kind of late, the, this carry on as the only fans. Oh my God, have these people got no shame or morals put into them at all? It's disgusting. But, yeah, but see, I and I agree with you because I'm conservative, but other people will tell us, oh, yeah. that's that's empowering. That's great, isn't it? It's wonderful. Isn't it amazing that a person can go online, take it's their what? clothes off and make money? It's degrading to people that live an honest life to a degree. But, like, I know the lure of the money and all the rest is one thing, but, boy, Jesus. You know what I mean? And, and shame, I mean, wait, I, I, I understand yeah. what Angela's saying. And by the way, I agree with everything Angela just said there, to be honest with you. Yeah, but, yeah. But, no, but, I, but I also look at shame across society. And on a bigger scale, I spoke to Sophie earlier on about politicians. Like, politicians make decisions every day that negatively affect people's lives. And they do that, yeah. with, as I said, with impunity all the time, with no shame. I mean, we seem to... Whereas the politicians of old, although corrupt, don't get me wrong, they were people... You know, they, they understood a little bit better, I believe, of the decisions, the negative decisions they made and how they'd impact society. And I know people don't like Bertie Hearn, right? <laughs> I've always been a little bit of a fan. I only actually met him about two weeks ago at the Radio Awards and I had my picture taken with him. But like, the thing about Bertie is, I, I, don't, I do believe that Bertie had shame. So, in other words, when he did something wrong or when his government did something wrong, I think he tried to fix it because he was a people person. Now... You don't get me wrong, yeah. you could argue in the tribunal he didn't have a huge amount of shame when it was, he was accused of telling a lot of untruths and not having a bank account. But that's a separate yeah. issue, right? And that's not right either. But I do believe yeah. that politicians of the past, although corrupt, thought of the people a little bit more and, and the negative effects of their decisions. I don't believe that's happening now. I think negative decisions are, decisions are being made that have a huge dramatic effect on people's lives and politicians just don't give a shit. Absolutely. And I agree with you 100%. And this yeah. The government that we have at the moment, it's been basically... They the have no shame. They are the worst government in the history of the state. They're t- to be honest, they're nothing. They're borderline traitors, a lot of them. Some of the things, the rulings they make are absolutely horrendous. Like, I remember there was one time there, the Leo fellow was going, I'm not giving a blank check to the pensioners. Mm. Well, you gave one to the bankers. Yep. Yeah. Really? You know, you gave not... one to Apple. You, you know what I mean? Like, really, get your priorities. But I just, I did, I did say... We also, by the way, I read yesterday, we've just spent millions of euro. Uh, now, people might, might not have an issue with this, but I kind of have an issue with it. Millions of euro repatriating dogs from the Ukraine with their owners in Ireland. Oh, yeah. you're kidding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was in the paper there yesterday. Mil- and I'm talking about millions. They spent millions repatriating dogs from Ukraine with their owners in Ireland. Sorry, sorry, Andrew, that, that's just a side issue. Uh, but yet they couldn't give the pensioners a few quid or we can't supply extra money for cancer research or for cancer treatment for patients. Sorry, Andrew, what are you trying to say there? So go ahead. And also we can't give medical cards to people and we've taken medical cards from people who deserve them. From people mm. who had medical cards and then just willy-nilly took them off of them. But the thing is, um, it's not just this, it's the opposition. It's the government across the board. Like, the mm. thing is, Sinn Féin yeah. are meant to be the opposition here. What are, what are, what are Sinn Féin are asleep. What have they done? They've done nothing. I say it and say it again. Uh, they're the worst opposition party in the history of the state. 
Literally, yeah. all they do, like, where has Mary Lou been through all of this? Now, I know she was a little bit, to, to be fair, I know Mary Lou was a little bit unwell and she was in hospital um, for a short period yeah. of time, but that doesn't excuse her for the last three years. No, no it no, doesn't. No. And, like, as I keep saying as well, like, she came out during COVID, right, at the beginning of COVID, and turned around and said that, what was it, 350 or something, um, you know, uh, wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. to give out to people. 350 quid wasn't enough. She wanted to double it. And look how long it went on for. They haven't a clue. None of them have a clue. They just think, just do up the numbers. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we'll give it out. There you go. The, the, now, we should have never had to be given out because we should have never had the lockdowns we had for the long, for the period of time. We should have never had it. No. A month. That was it. A month it should have been done for and that was it. But the thing is, they, they, they aren't saying anything because they don't want to piss anybody off. So they're just staying stunned yeah, they're, so that when the elections come around, they'll get in. They're like the wolf yeah. in the tall grass, aren't they really? Yeah. Well, well just, yeah, yeah well, sorry. So, so Neem, generally speaking, you think sh- losing shame in society or shame being moved, I suppose, that the, the bar being set higher for standards or lower, should I say, for standards is a bad thing. Yeah, it is, but you see, there's the problem. You see, the problem with the young people is they see this in the society we live in. And the society we live in is governed by government. And there's no accountability. And when there's no accountability, corruption and shame and all the rest is all very much hand in hand. Stay there, well, stay there for a second. Let me just go to uh, Sean. Sean, hi. Stephen, I'll be with you in a second. Sean, go ahead. How are you doing, Noel? How are you? Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, um, Sean. Well, I, I tell you what it is, Noel. Um, look, I, I, well, I, I class myself as a young father. I'm still only in my 40s, and um, I have two, um, I have a 22-year-old and I have a 15-year-old. Now, I keep them kids grounded. They're always going to be my kids, no matter what age they are, even at 22. Um, I try to keep them grounded as much as possible, because they're still living with me, you know, the, the eldest young is still living with me, and he has his girlfriend living with us as well, and they're saving for a house in Ireland. But I want to say this, Noel, um, it's a shame the way it's gone, because there is no shame anymore. And it, it's all got to do with, uh, as a lot of your callers are just at the same, it's all monkey see, monkey do now. Um, and I'll give you a prime example, Noel. Uh, my daughter, um, we, me and our, ourselves there, we we would look over of what, you know, she orders off. She ain't, I've no problem with that. Um, she'll use my bank card to do that. Um, I'll allow her a few quid a week, Noel, because she's still obviously, you know, in, 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 in school. Mm-hmm. So I'll give her a few quid a week. She'll do a few chores. She'll do the, the whole stairs lambing. She'll do a bit of cleaning around the house. She helps her mommy, helps me with the shopping, whatever it may be. So she'll get a few quid a week. And at the end of the month, Noel, she'll go and she'll do the Shane shopping, as I call it. Now, Noel, so it was short in the summer. Um, she went off. She was allowed. Like, I don't mind. Um, our parents are fairly savvy as well. Did uh, Our friends, parents. Yeah. So she stayed over uh, one of the nights over in her friend's house. Um, it was lovely hot weather in Noel during the summer. Um, and me and our good self, we were over shopping in the drum. And uh, we came out on drum and we off we, we, we sex. And uh, we were coming down the Rathfarnham Road. And I seen a group of girls and my girl was in that group of girls. And I nearly ended up crashing that fucking car and I'm not even messing with you. I turned the car back around and I went back up and I beat her. I said, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. And she says, well, let's get into the back of that car. Hurry up. She says, what's wrong? Noel, as what one caller said, she had a belt on. And I'm in a fucking belt. And I says, what's the story? I says, with you, is this? I says, you didn't leave your house like that, I says. No, no, they're Tara's clothes. I says, okay. I says, where's your clothes? They're in Tara's. I says, okay. I tell your friends there, I says, you'll see them later. We brought her back to the house, Noel. 
and we told her to get that crap that she had on. Now call me old fashioned, call me what you How old did you say she how old did you say she is again? She's fifteen. Fifteen, okay. And right. I mean Noel, there was she literally nothing on. Mm. And it wasn't happening. And even our mammy even oh she she was our mammy was losing it as well. And the fact of the matter is we had a chat all the way home. You're not going out like that. You're not making a show of us. And I mean that. And I say that. A show of us. I say, you're making a fucking show of us. I says. Um, now, I have a very big family, Noel. If even any of my family, my family are all the same. You know, we don't mind, Noel, wearing nice clothes. We don't. We understand that. They're girls, they're 15 years of age. But by Christ, not what they were wearing. And she gets, she got it. She got it anyway, Noel. She got this, she got it, you know, and she did get it. And I, I did. I bring her back over to her friends over to the Dundrum Shopping Centre. And that was that. That was it sorted. And she learned from that, Noel. But, you know, it's, it's again, monkey see, monkey do. Our friends are doing I, it. Okay, she okay. I'm looking at a message coming in here. Sorry, I'm assuming this is for yourself and Angela. Why are all you uh, picking on young girls? It's not only the youth. I've seen women in their 40s and 50s dressed like that. The view, hang on, the view from Angela's ivory tower must be great. Uh, if it was up to the Ferrara, Angela's kids would have only been seen and not heard. Or up to her, I assume no, she means. Yeah. Go ahead, Angela. Yeah, no, it's, it's not an ivory tower. It's called having respect. It's called yeah. having respect for yourself and your body. You do not need to go out and show off your arse, your foo-foo and your boobs to get attention. Well, certainly not a 14 or 15 years of age. But say that, let me just go to Stephen. Oh. Stephen, hi. Sorry for keeping you. Sorry, Stephen. Thanks. Stephen, are you there? Yeah, go ahead, Stephen. How are we doing, everyone? Um, well, fair play, first of all, to the parents there that picked the child up and brought her home. Sean, yeah, yeah. And done that. that I mean, the, the, whoever sent that message in there um, obviously doesn't respect the boundaries of age and innocence and uh, probably should have a good look at themselves. That's all I can say. I, I have an eight-year-old there that's what seven years away from 15 or whatever it is and uh, no thanks now no thanks mm. there'll be none of that going on in my house either and I, I'm not ex I know I come on a good bit Niall with Jen I have very conservative mindset and all but I, I, I'm, you I'm, know, I'm when you're talking about a conservative mindset you have standards yeah well, standards well, well, I, do, I, I do and I don't right? I, like, I, I'm very open minded with a lot of stuff I do believe in, in individualism and people should 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 be able to make their choices whatever way, but at 15, no, absolutely not. And a, soci a society that would like, you know, consider a group of 15-year-olds going around dressed like prostitutes as, you know, individual choice, uh, I mean, that's, nah. I don't accept it at all. I wouldn't have a bar of it off nobody, you know, and, and, that's, mm. and, and that's, shame. that's the truth, isn't shame it, though, you know, Yeah. Well, leaving, Stephen, leaving aside the way kids dress, and I think we've, we're all agreeing on that, that we, we seem to, where is this coming from? It's coming from social media. Um, and, yeah. I, and I said earlier on, kids in general, not all of them, again, I want to point out, they seem to have lost their way. Um, I, I think social media and society in general has a lot to do with that. And I said the one thing that prevented us when we were kids from being greedy, from being selfish, from being self-obsessed and self-absorbed was shame. But that doesn't exist really in society, does it? Anymore? No. Do you know what? Well, well, hang, hang on. Just let Stephen answer yeah. that. Sorry, Stephen. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, but I'll tell you where it comes from, really. Look at the clothes shops now. So look at pennies. Look at the type of clothing they're, they're putting on the rails in children's sections. This is where it's coming from. 
Mm. Uh, years ago, if if uh, I, I remember, I remember clothes shops years ago. But like I'm 35, and children's sections were absolutely neutered down to to really respectful clothing, and the clothing was designed to to uh, get children ready to dress properly when they're older. And nowadays, it, it looks like they're setting them up for OnlyFans. You know, it, like uh, I, I think the shame really lies within the clothing designers. Uh, the, you know, the shops like Pennies selling this stuff and the parents for not monitoring are they are they uh, not just given is that not just supply and demand i mean if parents yeah. and society you know decided this is not a good thing for a 14 year old to be wearing well then the pennies wouldn't be selling them no see, i i think we're, we're we're trying to put too much of the onus on the children here uh, like uh, we're talking about multi-million euro corporations we're talking about governments here that that should be regulating these things we're talking about the adults in the room not doing what they should have done and, and then crying foul when the children make the mistake. I don't blame the 15-year-old girl in the situation, or, 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 or the 14-year-old, or the 16-year-old. I, I, blame, I blame the society that's there, that's fucking doing it, and then sitting back and watching, and enjoying it. No, I... You know, that, that, it's, it's mm. disgusting. Yeah, sorry, Angela. What, and, jeez, I, I know, I am waiting for the text messages to come in now when I say... Oh, they're already well. in, they're already in. Yes. Yeah. Go on. Okay. Well, I'm going to make it worse. <laughs> Do you know who's the worst for this? Who? Mothers. Hmm. Because you don't on, have I'm mothers. Sorry. You don't have mothers. Like that post that I put up on the local town forum, it was every mother in the place came on going, Do you know, it's their choice. How dare you body shape? Not one father came on. I, and you know what? You are no. right. You are right. That I think men, although the one, they're the ones meant to be creepy in society... I think men are either one or the other. They'll either protect their children or they're creeps, right? And thankfully, yeah. there are very few creeps. But And I gave an example of this going back a while ago. I was parked at a spa shop and I was actually sitting talking on the phone to somebody before I went in. And there was two builders that were about 40 years of age, 50 years of age in their high-vis jackets and what have you. And these two, two or three girls came out of the spa shop and they were wearing TikTok pants. You're familiar with those, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. yeah. Stephen, you, are you familiar with TikTok pants? No. Okay. But basically, they're what are they? Jeggings or leggings, Angela? Leggings? Is they're, it? they're leggings that basically curve into your fufu. Yeah. So, in other words, they make everything visible. And these were about 13 years of age, and they walked out of the shop, and these 40 year old men start nudging each other and pointing and looking. And I'm going, You absolute creeps. But they're very few in society. The majority of men would be horrified by that because they would think of their well, own daughter. Uncomfortable. Absolutely. They think of their own daughter. I wouldn't like to say. So, but you are right. It's mothers who are encouraging yeah. and assisting their daughters. And I know we are talking about girls a lot because guys don't wear these type of clothes uh, in wearing those type of clothes. And again, that comes down to shame. But Stephen, I want to come back to you in relation to politicians and on a more serious level when we talk about shame. Yeah. Uh, you know, society as a whole, I believe, has broken down to some degree that even politicians worldwide, generally speaking, uh, apart from the conservative ones, maybe, um, they don't feel any shame in the negative decisions that they make or the decisions that have a negative impact on society and people's lives. I think across the board, I think conservative politicians have let us down shame-wise in the last few weeks um, by, by uh, you know, ignoring certain things in, in the Middle East and, and, you know, basically alone for cause of genocide on both sides of the fence. Um, there's no shame there. Babies being pulled out of rubble, etc. But but in terms of domestic here at home, 
what, what should our politicians be ashamed of? I, I, I think, uh, like you said, millions of euro bringing Ukrainian pets. Uh, like a, a Ukrainian fucking Rottweiler is more valuable to this government than uh, an Irish family on the housing list for eight or nine years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really think we should be ashamed of ourselves as well because we've become so, like, you know, anyone but ourselves. That's the Irish way. Anyone should be looked after but ourselves. And I know that's very accommodating. It's very admirable. But look at the state of the place now. Like, we're gone to the dogs. You can barely find an Irishman up and down the street now. They're all at home, depressed on the couch. You know, barely allowed to move in the relationships they're in now. You know, they can't move without something been said to them. They can't speak without being told they're being this, that, and the other. And, and you know, to, to circle back in, into the, the point about the children again, you know, like, like the politicians in this country, some of the things that they're saying now openly in the doll, in some of the, some of the documentation that's been produced, you mm-hmm. know, driving policy, like they're, they're advocating for, you know, the lowering of the, the age of consent now, you know, like all the soft language being introduced first is coming in now. Um, you know, I see. I see. Wales, by the way, have just redefined the word "woman." By the way, legally, they're redefining the word "woman." The Welsh government. Yeah, all, all of this type of thing yeah. is shameless because it's it, it. This is antagonistic. Like uh, the politicians are now enjoying antagonizing society and 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 antagonizing people and taking things from us that that they have no right to take from us, and they smile when they do it. Do me a favour, stay there, Stephen, if you can, and Angela, because I want to go to Mike and then I have to go to Steve, who's not very happy with both of you. Uh, well, hang on for a second. Stay there, Mike. Hi, how are you doing, Mike? Hey, Niall. Good. I uh, just came across the show today on Twitter there. It's been great so far. Thanks very much. Uh, I appreciate I it. to mention just, you know, my grandfather there is 19 now, so he used to be back in the day of, like, the priest that if you were walking down to a dance with a girl, you'd literally turn your back and run. Yeah. We've, we've gone from those days now to that. God only knows what's walking the streets, as just mentioned there by the other callers and stuff. And it's we've gone from one extreme to the other without a level middle at all. So it's just been turned upside down completely. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I understand. We've, the pendulum has completely swung, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And we're, we're leaving children. We've, we've, we've all the tech companies in the world in this country getting massive tax cuts. For like that they're laughing their heads off getting it and they won't listen to us when we're coming complaining about these sites TikTok, these videos that they're just mind controlling these kids thinking that this is the way they should be even if they're 8 to 80 they're being told different things that, that aren't right because it's suiting an agenda instead of actually this is what a normal person is the, the technology devices have taken over from where the parents or the community was Yes, yeah, so so in other words, social media has become the guardian of society. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so and not, like and not the parents it. anymore. Exactly. I, 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 so by the way, something that, and, and this is a word of warning to parents out there. So uh, parents, TikTok is, the, is one of the big dangers at the moment for, for young children, when I say 14-year-olds, 13, 14-year-olds. And parents look at their own TikTok and they go, oh, that's not too bad. Oh, that's not too bad. They're just funny videos and stuff like that. What you see on your TikTok, because it knows your age, is completely different yeah. to what a 14-year-old would see on their TikTok because they're 100%. targeting 14-year-olds. And was it the Washington Post set up a TikTok account to do an experiment on exactly that. And what they said was within five minutes, a 14-year-old was being targeted with um, you know, bulimia 
and, you know, weight shame and all this kind of stuff, you know, young girl. So what I'm saying is we target people in different ways, or these social media companies do. And I think they have a lot to answer for. But but do you think young people nowadays feel any shame, Mike, at all in the way they dress, the way they behave, um, their self-obsession? No, no, they're not told that. They're like, they're, they're just being sent off to go out to the house, do whatever. There's nobody keeping an eye on them. The community isn't there anymore as well. We've, we've no housing for people to actually come and live in the area. So they have to be further afield from their family, their friends, local organizations. The local community has just been dissolved in a sense so that we all have to mm, yeah. live in small sections away from each other. Like when I used to go to town, you'd, you'd know everybody. Yeah, you, they, they'd, know, they'd know you before you'd know them. Well, used to, what do they say? It took a village to raise a child, yeah. Exactly, 100%. And mm. it's like we've gone from that sense like to where the technology devices are pre-programmed and people are seeing, oh, I can do this now or I can make easy money doing OnlyFans or doing God knows what that would probably send their grandmothers in a tailspin <laughs> if they yeah. knew what actually was happening. And, and they're being left to believe that's okay. But then when you actually listen to people who've gone down that road in pornography or movies in, in the 60s, all those women have come back and traumatized through it. They, they regret everything they've nearly done. They yeah, I, I, I don't think young people understand the trauma that can, you know, taking your clothes off for money can actually have. Uh, but stay there for a second. Or I, I'm sorry, thank, thank you very much indeed for that, Mike. And I really appreciate you coming on the show and I'm glad you found it today. Uh, let me just go to Steve as well. Steve, hi, how are you? Well, I should say uh, happy Halloween to everybody and um, to the Fiora, Angela there. Um, Angela, can you can I ask you a question? Who defines what shame is? I do. So you get to tell everybody else what they should be ashamed of. That's fantastic. Then I can tell you what you yeah. should be ashamed of. You should be ashamed coming on to a podcast and talking about young girls in such a fashion, if these girls are dressing inappropriate, say that. Don't call them sluts. Don't say talking with their foo-foos hanging out and their arses hanging out. These are She's kids you're fact. speaking about. She was pointing at a fact. Now, hold on, Steve, no, hold on a second, Niall. Steve, hold I on. didn't call These them. are kids I didn't call them. No, 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 no. I did not call them sluts. I did not call them prostitutes, and I did not call them whores. I said, if you okay, want you to dress, dress like that one. way. Yeah. Yes, you yeah. dress that way. Also, heavily insinuating that these kids look a particular way. So should you not be ashamed of the way you're presenting yourself this morning talking about kids that way? No, I shouldn't. No, I no, shouldn't. No, so then they shouldn't because be the parents. No, Steve. Steve, hold on a second. And excuse what I'm going to say. Why should you give a shit? You're gay. You won't be looking at them anyway. No, no, but here's the thing. If there's a yeah, young no, girl at 14... Wait, hold on, I'll answer the question. If there's a young yeah. girl, 14, walking down the road, and she's dressed for the times because this is the way girls Provocatively. Dress. Yes, this, yes, Niall, provocatively. This is the way young girls dress these days. And unfortunately, that's just the truth. We don't get to wear old fuddy-duddies. But I am not going to stand around well, going, wait. look at the state of them, they look like sluts, or their no, arse is hanging out. Or, no, no, I, I won't. Well, I don't, well, I don't think being, being gay is even relevant yeah, no, well, to some degree. But, but Steve, hang on, hang on. When you say we're old fuddy duddies, right? Yeah. That still doesn't make it right for people to express sexuality at fourteen years of age. 
No, hold on a second. Do you think that's wearing, okay? Whoa, 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 hold on a second. Wearing a dress does not express sexuality. That isn't We're not talking about wearing a dress, Steve. Maybe you don't completely understand what Angela's talking about. A tong, Noel. A tong. A, tong. a skirt where her tongue was visible. Let me, let me just say this to him. Oh, okay, if their Steve tongue right. is visible so, on, no, the, on no, the beach no, 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 when no, they're no, wearing bikinis, for God's sake. You're saying she's wearing a dress. Okay, so you were telling me that it is okay for a 12, 13, 14, 15, 16-year-old. Let's put it into the, that bracket. I never right? said it was okay. I never said it was okay. Hold on. No, hold on a second. So you think that it should be allowed for that age to go down the road wearing a corset where their boobs are hanging out, never to wear that. a little skirt where you can see their little tongues, their little bottoms, never and their little foo-foos. Never said so any of that. I never argument? said any of that. My argument so is, argument? I'm not. Uh, my argument is, Angela, if you be quiet for two seconds, I'm not going to call them names. I am not going to judge them. What I will do is I will judge the people who are judging them, or maybe I'll judge the dirty old pervert who's looking at them in the first place. Why don't you judge those people instead of judging children? Children who have no sense, who will probably grow well, well, hang on, sorry, Stephen, you want to say something to Steve there, go ahead. Been on what Steve was saying in response to Angela, um, like, like it, it's, not, it's not everyone else's perverts if children are wearing sexualized clothes. That, that's children being perverts uh, at too far early of an age. Kids is being perverts, really? It is encouraging a lowering of, of standards and morals in society. Who standards? I, Yours, Angela? Even though Angela didn't call the names, I'm, I'm more than happy to say it right now. That if, if a young girl at 14 years of age is soliciting attention of that type, then she is, in fact, a slut or a tramp. And that's why... And who said she's soliciting? Society to, to line up who with said the team she's of the soliciting? Show, to line up with the team of the show, Steve. This is where shame has gone. Because you won't shame people into regular no, behaviour. No, 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 no. Oh, hold on a second. And I'm happy to do it. And we all should who be happy to said do it. Who said it is soliciting? Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Steve, hold on for a second. Maybe you just aren't intelligent enough to understand exactly what Stephen is saying. When you talk about soliciting, no, that doesn't mean money is changing hands. But when a young person is dressing in a very provocative manner, they're doing so because they've seen it on TikTok or somewhere else or seen some other young one do it. And what they're doing is soliciting attention. That's the point he's making. Niall, don't... Don't fucking patronise me. I understand what the word soliciting when you, means. Well, you asked him well. three times what he meant by soliciting, so I assumed you didn't quite understand it. No, 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 no. Hold on a second. It, I was asking him, not you. So let him answer. What I mean by why am I asking it's, him? It's does he assume? Let, hold on a second. Hold on a goddamn second and let me finish the question. You are assuming they're soliciting people's attention. No, maybe, just maybe, maybe... Just maybe they're dressing that way to feel good about themselves. Not for assholes like you. Or or can I get in here a second? Now, can I get in there a second? Well, just let Stephen Stephen respond to what Steve said there. Sorry, go ahead, Stephen. He said, just maybe they're they're just this or that. No, we're not being gaslit today, Steve. We're not stupid. We're not going to entertain clearly you pretending you, you clearly are. Hang on, Steve, please. Let no, Steve you, finish. You're, 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 I, you've been on the show an awful lot, Steve, and your MO is, I pretend like I don't know what's going on in the world so I can call everyone a bastard. No, sorry, oh, no. Whoa, whoa, we hold are on a second. Where have I ever... We are absolutely bang on here. Where have I ever... Your tactic is genuinely pretending like you don't know what's going on. 
Well, was there any other part of today's conversation, Steve, that maybe enlightened you in relation to shame in general? Do you and, no, and not just focus on the one thing that Angela was no, talking about that you no, seem no, to have an issue with? Do you think that no, sh- shame has been abandoned? Do you, do you think shame no, has been abandoned in society? Me, no, 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 no. Okay, Pierce. But you do exactly what Pierce Morgan does. You, you won't let me answer the questions. I got asked a question by Angela. I got asked a question by you. And I got asked a question by Stephen. And yet, I'm supposed to have all three answers in one go. Let me tackle it a little bit. These young girls, my entire point of this is, my entire point, I don't agree, like I said at the very start, with these girls dressing in the way they dress. Maybe it is provocative. But what I equally, equally have a problem with is arseholes like those two who are on air right now, judging them and calling (laughs) children names. Yeah, very funny, Angela. Go pick on a child. Go pick on a kid. That's where your strength is. Hold on a second. Stephen, hold on a second. So you were telling me when I see a TikTok video of a, of a young girl that I know, okay, and she is standing there in a corset, right, and mm-hmm. a little dress where you can see everything. She is sucking her finger, rubbing her boob, and shaking her arse and rubbing her arse. Are you saying that's that that's not what you were talking about earlier, Angela? I, I, I think Angela pointed out earlier, and I don't mean to keep defending Angela, but I am going to defend her. She pointed out that it was the mothers that were doing this. She said she didn't blame the kids. She said the mother dropped those three children off in the middle of town to go to a teenage disco. So so she's blaming the mothers. She's blaming society on the way they're dressing. Noel, she is and judging I also did, children. I also yes, did refer right. to this video. Yeah, yeah so, I also so that's did strength, refer to Angela. that video. Yeah, because that's, that's your strength. That's that's your strength. Pick on kids. Pick on these. Okay, well, but hold on, Steve. Then you should be coming on the air today, rather than having a go at Angela just for the, the last ten minutes, which you've already established that's what you wanted to do. And fair enough, you've done that now. Let's let's talk about shame in general. You you don't seem mm-hmm. to. You, you all, already said you did have an issue with young people wearing provocative clothing. You didn't think it was appropriate. So let's talk about yeah, the other so issues. How- yeah, okay, so how do you invoke shame? Do you invoke shame by turning around? Okay, let, I, I, I'll ask you this. Well, it comes from way. the top, isn't it? Angela, Angela, yeah. I have heard you talk about your weight before, you big fat thing. Yeah. You go out and lose weight. Does that work? I did, Look actually. Look at you, you big fat cow. Go lose weight. Yeah, I have. I've had nearly four stone. Would you, will, yeah, I, will I go and say to will I go say to a fourteen year old girl who was overweight, you big fat cow, go out and lose weight? Because that's the equivalent of what you're doing. Oh, it's not. But you know what the <laughs> thing is, Steve. You can tell me. You can call me everything that you want. You've just called me a fat cow. I don't care what you call me mm-hmm. because you're no, a grown man. Well, well, I don't actually think he was calling you a fat cow. He was suggesting that if you say that to somebody who's overweight, is that going to encourage them to lose weight? I think that's the point he was making. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I don't get me wrong, I don't mean to defend Steve, it's the last thing I would want to do in this show. That's okay, no. I call myself now half a unit now, because I was called a big unit back then. Congratulations. Yes, it did. Yeah, I went out and lost nearly four stone. Isn't that good? Well done for does you, that Angela. Kind of, that's, uh, that's amazing. Does that kind of, would you, call, would you have the same attitude to an overweight child? Would, would you have the same yeah, attitude to an overweight child? Sorry, yeah. Steve. Well, hang on, Stephen. What are you trying to say? Sorry, Stephen. You should be shaming children. The shame is where, 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 you, where you grow, as you're growing. It's part of the, the process of learning about the world. You get okay. shamed and laughed at and ridiculed and formulated <laughs> into a person with morals. 
we need shame to shame, laugh, and ridicule people these days. That's what we have to do. There are much more intelligent yeah, ways to invoke shame in children. Much more. Like yeah. sitting down and having a conversation with them. So, Steve, what, what, Steve, what, what, what you're saying there, Steve, is you. that you want, you want snowflakes everywhere, and that snowflakes is yeah. successful. No, no, at not at all. Not say, at all. Your ideas have failed. Because society totally. is falling apart with that bullshit that's coming out of your mouth. Society is falling totally. apart. I'll piss off, Stephen. It's not, it's not no, my attitude that off. has it's society falling apart. Falling apart. Because we all sit there so and Steve, take this Steve, shit out of your mouth. Steve, can I ask you a question? Okay. Steve, Steve. This, no, hold on, hold on, two seconds, Angel, two seconds. Stephen, I tell you what, you yeah. go and deal with your kids that way. You go and call them names. You ridicule them because that sounds like exactly the type of father you would be. An arsehole of a Hang on, one, one at a time. But please, can we all calm down just a little bit? Sorry, Stephen, go ahead. Yeah. Stephen, you can respond no, to that. Steve, but no, hang on, please let Stephen respond to what yeah, he just said. I don't wait for these things to happen and then come around and have to call names. You nip shit in the bud, Steve. You don't let your yeah, daughter out the door and then close. I, I, I think, Steve, you're kind of missing the point of what Stephen is saying. Nobody's suggesting people walk around calling each other names. But the very fact I mentioned earlier on, and I gave a very brief or simple example of a kid at seven years of age with a bag of sweets amongst a, a, a group of other kids who didn't have a bag of sweets. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, that kid would think nothing of just eating the sweets themselves because I believe that young people generally, not all of the time, have become selfish. Whereas in our day, when you had that bag of sweets, you would keep the bag of sweets in your house rather than bring them out. Your mother would actually say to you, don't bring them out if you're don't going out with your friends. Okay, nowadays that doesn't so matter. Uh, so no, but hang on. no, it's not being cute because you would feel a sense of shame if you took those sweets out in front of the other children and ate them yourself. And you didn't share them because the motto was always you shared. So that rather than feeling that sense of shame, you avoided that by keeping the sweets in the house. Or your mother would say, don't bring them out if there's other kids out there because they might not have any. Whereas nowadays, that, that's just a simple analogy I'm giving you. Nowadays, simple, Noel. Yeah, nowadays the government will gladly bring out the bag of sweets and not share them with everybody. Do you understand what I'm saying? Nowadays, the parents themselves will take out the bag of sweets you and not share them with anybody. You are correct, Niall. You are correct. But here's the thing. I did not come on here to talk about the bleeding government. Or what but but, it, but it comes from the top down. You're missing the point. It comes from the top down. In the point, let me finish. What I came on to do was point out the hypocrisy in Angela because she should be ashamed of herself for calling children names and the way she's ridiculing she's, them. So, she I mean, said they were dressed like prostitutes. Yes, so yeah. feel shame for what you just well, said. Well, well, hold on a second. Wait, that, is that not the way prostitutes dress, provocatively to seek attention sexually? No, I don't see 14-year-old girls going around in six-foot heels with lipstick on up the wazoo. I don't see it. Well, I don't well you need to get out more often. <laughs> I'm not going to stand there and say that you know the wazoo. Oh, well, well, hang on. Let me just go to John as well. John, stay there, Steve, please, if you can. John, hi. How are you? Um, I think, uh, since we spoke last, I think Steve must have got a guy dog on the way walking stick him in if he doesn't see the type, uh, the way people are dressing out down now. Now, any woman like Jesus, the one I that, I see the one that Angela described there, that deliberately in the cold light of the dropped off her, her, friend, her daughter and her friends, scantily dressed, as, as Angela has said, like mini prostitutes, right? And deliberately dropped them off and told them she'd collect them. She is actually uh, acting like a pimp. Any woman that would do that, knowingly put her kids out there dressed like that, is no better than a feckin' pimp.
And there was a time in there was a time in society like when a horse when the woman next door would see the woman next door to her daughter dressed like that, she would say to her, But no people are afraid to open their fucking mouth. As you said, now they come from the top down. But not the government are not being taken on, they're getting away with murder. But the people themselves, they whatever has happened in this country, there's a coldness after creeping, you know. And except for the, the passion of regular callers that you've on here, including Steve himself and Angela, hey, yeah. I mean, people people are just, yeah, they're just putting their fucking head down. Like, I mean, if I'm outside this UH hospital, the world of both, I'm there for Chess Egan Sebastian. Do you think one person in the whole of Cox City, the last time I done that, came up and joined me? Shame on the fucking lot of them, I tell you. And shame on society. Shame on the bloody people that are putting up with this shit. And allowing their children to be sexualized, like, are allowing the government to get away with that, are allowing society standards to go down the toilet week by week. Well said, John. God forbid if we insulted Steve, though, by commenting on it, you know. Mm. I watched a video during the week, actually, which I thought was quite shameful. Um, I don't know whether you've seen it or not. The British police arresting a woman who was very peaceful. She had no posters, she had no placards. She was standing across the road from an abortion centre. Uh, in, Lon- in London yeah. and she wasn't even saying anything and the, pr- the police asked her what she was doing and she said I'm praying and she yeah. was, they said uh, and they charged her under the Public Order Act uh, for, for praying silently she wasn't even saying anything in other words she was being charged for a thought did you notice, no, Niall, that, that, did, did, did you, that. Did you, did you, did you notice that she was the cop was walking off of a prepared script did that's right yeah, that? yeah she was reading it from yeah. a script yeah I mean, she couldn't no, even come out herself organically and ask her, like, I mean, question. Now, I, now here's the thing. Animals. I'm not religious, right? But I believe people have a right to pray if that's what they want to do. I'm not religious at all. I don't see the point in praying. That's personally just myself. Apart from the yeah. odd thoughts, but I wish I won the lottery. Uh, but, you know, I, I do understand that if we allow that to happen in society and we allow... we Absolutely. We allow the police to arrest a person who's just standing there thinking about something. What happens next? You know, well, if, if you're standing there thinking that men can't be women, will you be arrested for that next? Sorry, Stephen, you wanted to say something to John there. Go ahead, Stephen. Yeah, so John, I'm going to tell you something, bud. I completely agree with everything that you just said. I really do. And if, if I dare anybody to go back and listen to my opening line, which was, who defines what shame is? And Angela answered, I do. So my point of any of this, I agree that young people are dressing inappropriate. I agree with the vast majority of what people are saying today. But I just wanted to point out the hypocrisy in people coming on, like Angela and that other guy, Stephen, to say that these calling these young kids names and, yes, putting the blame on children, the hypocrisy is just ridiculous. So people are misunderstanding what I'm saying. And on that note, Niall, I'm going because I'm really just going to say something like that I will regret. Okay. All right, Steve. Sorry, Stephen, just oh, say, okay, sorry. Sorry, Stephen, just getting back to you in relation to this uh, the thought police uh, that I mentioned there a second ago. Yes, uh, I think that that lady, that's the second time that that's happened to her. She she got arrested before and it was uh, she won in court. Was mm. fired out. But it it looks it looks like this is just kind of, you know, function creep of the law into into talk crime. Yeah. Um, well, you can see I mean, now you can see well, Hang on, John, hang on. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Stephen, finish what you were saying. Well, I just want to say, like, um, like, I'm sure John is going to kind of fill this in as well, but uh, even if she was praying very loudly, I mean, 
She wasn't. There's, yeah. there, there's Muslims on megaphones all around the UK praying. Um, and now they're bringing in this thing again, Catholics. In Ukraine at the minute, they passed a law to outlaw uh, the Orthodox Church, the Ukrainian Orthodox Church. But there's a really, there's a really like dangerous time happening right now for Christians. So Christians are being selectively targeted with laws um, in Western yeah. countries. And pe- people think that would never happen. It's happening. You're watching it happen. Mm. We're talking about it happening. And and, uh, and as much as I'm not a fan of religion, I don't agree with silencing people who want to pray or want to believe in God or whatever it is. That's their choice. Okay, but stay there, all three of you there, Angela, John and Stephen. I want to go to Sarah Jane as well. Sarah, hi, how are you? I'm Grand Nile. I was doing Grand until uh, Angela called uh, Steve gay. The cheek of our calling him that. Well, he is gay. That was none of his business, yeah. I don't care whether he's gay or not. I don't care. But he had to say, this is a podcast and he has an opinion. And talk about shame. You need to be ashamed of yourself for saying that to him. I have a 15-year-old standing out there in the kitchen listening to what you are saying about young girls. She goes to a disco. She doesn't have a scare half by up her ears. And listening to the way you are speaking, she got very upset. And then she started asking me questions. Over the way you are about speaking what? about like a group of girls, they're our friends. Oh, no, they no, go to this. You don't be selling their bodies. Questions about what was she asking you questions she, about? What does what what does she mean by like uh, skirts going like halfway, whatever? Yeah, she says we dress and we don't that. go around looking for boyfriends. They go out in a group. That's your daughter. To have That's fun. fine. That's yeah, it's not fine. That's fine. Because she's upset, yeah. Fine. I'm sorry, I'm such a 15-year-old daughter, right? I'm sorry, I'm upset. Yeah, You're a 15-year-old daughter. Hold on, are you going to let me speak? Are you going to let me speak? I'm sorry, no, but I upset your 15-year-old daughter for having an opinion. So, hold on. He's allowed to have an opinion. He's allowed to have an opinion, but I'm not. But then you discriminated him, shamed him into for having an opinion on shame. And then you come and on and say, "Shame, I'm not." What about me? But now you're Camilla, saying that I can't have an opinion. Hold on, Sarah Jane. Now, no, no, Angela, you can't have an opinion, right? And you did say something, right? You did say something what? about what? the mothers, right? But not every mother yeah. out there is like that, right? But not I didn't say every mother. People out there have every mother, right? People out there have to take the other earplugs. Do you want to take the other earplug out of your ear? I didn't say every mother. I have no you're only hearing what and you I want to no hear. There's nothing wrong with you're me. Only, you're I'm only hearing leader. what you want to hear. I didn't say oh, every God. mother. Well, I said the mother's in the problem. <laughs> well, 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 hang on. Sorry, Stephen wants to say something to you, Sarah. Sorry, Stephen. Go ahead. Uh, is, that, is it my... Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Stephen. I thought you wanted to say uh, something. I just want to say that that's that sounds like a very guilty reaction call there to come in and blame Angela for her daughter crying no, in the kitchen. I, was like, I like Angela speaking. I've often listened to her speaking very wisely on the podcast, and I do really like listening to her. I haven't got a problem with her, but then when she starts saying, "What would you know about?" Her? Sure, you're gay. That's like, no, that's, that's shame. Okay, well, hang on. So, one at a time. Sorry, Stephen, respond to what, what you're saying. What would a gay man know about parenting a 14 year old child? 
What would a gay man know about sexual attraction and sexual attention between girls and boys when he's gay? Very well, I, point. Well, well, no, well, no, Stephen, maybe not. I, I, I kind of understand what Sarah Jane is saying in relation to that. And I did pull up Angela when she said that. I mean, even if somebody is gay, they still understand sexual attraction for both male yeah. and female. And can I just say, no, back in Stephen, he does have a child. Yeah, he does. He does have a child. Yeah, yeah. Have yeah. yeah I, think I think he actually has a daughter. If, 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 okay, well, sorry, sorry. Okay, so let's let's just park that one, right? Because I do believe that gay men are equally un- have understanding of sexual attraction between men and women. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But, 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 no, hang on, before you go any further, Sarah Jane, I think Angela wasn't talking about every single young person. And nor, and nor was I. But I think young people have changed. Your 15-year-old obviously hasn't, or not your 15-year-old, your niece obviously is not like that. But there are many children out there. And we are talking about children, Sarah, who yeah, seems to have lost the run of themselves. Listen, I agree with all that, right? And I am 100% with you in all this, right? But, like, we're people in society and we're talking about shame, right? Why are we allowing these, like, I have, like, my stepdaughter, right, that's 15, right? She goes to a disco once a month. And it, it's a marquee at the back of a pub. Why are they allowing this to happen next door to pubs? Where, I'm not saying the majority of them are perverts, but men will go wondering with their eyes. Like, you don't yeah, see years ago, we have to Don't send your children there, then. Don't send your children there. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. But you don't get that's that in the school. Just, so why, you know, why, where's the argument? When we say these things, we get called bigots, shut our mouths, don't be saying that about children. But then the same exact point gets made, and it's it's okay. The whole the whole yeah, point of shame and this conversation is that we should, be, we should be stopping children mm-hmm. doing this. Yeah, exactly. Yes, it, it didn't, again, this didn't happen six years ago when I was a kid, or well, not six years ago, I would have been 12 or 13 going to a school disco, because the only sc- discos around were school discos. Uh, yep. Only when I got to 16 did I go to places like the Grove, but to be honest with you, the Grove was all rockers, we all wore duffel coats, so there was no, yeah. there was no one going around cardigans and duffel coats, there was nobody going around in, in the disco I went to when I was 15, half naked, Sarah. You know what but I mean? then do not think society has a role in playing on this shame well, thing. Well, it do, but it's not the whole point that we have lost. That's, that's, what, that, that's, that's what Stephen is saying. Yeah, but, Lila, if I could jump in just one last point, I, I, won't, I won't fill up the air anymore after that, but if I could just make one last point. Uh, sorry, you said that, go ahead. It, takes, it takes a village to raise a child. Whenever somebody else in the village speaks now, we get told to shut our mouths. I remember yeah. years ago, I'd, I'd get the arse kicked no. off me by any of my neighbour's yeah, parents. Just, that's what's wrong. No. Mm. Yeah, you know. I, 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 well, hang on, John hasn't spoken there in a while. He's trying to say something there. John, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, well, this is what's wrong. You see, I was coming out from the bus the other day, you know, and you know, the secondary school girls they have a knack like of rolling up the skirts, right? And this young one, oh, look, no, she was a big girl for her, for her age, you know, like I mean, and no tights on or anything, and the bobby socks, but the skirt, like I mean, she had a big body, like I mean, she could have been a model, but the skirt man was when she was sitting down was way too high, like. But, like, there was women sitting around there, like, but nobody, like, would dare no say, like, before you would never get away with that, like, uh, like, women would say, excuse me, dear love, would you ever pull the dress down there a little bit there? Thanks very much or something. But people now are terrified to open their mouth and they're just leaving everything just roll along until there's nothing left. Mm. 
Sarah, Sarah, do you, Sarah, do you generally? I know you didn't like have a go at Angela of what she said. Okay, fair enough. Let's move on from that. But generally, do you believe yeah. Sarah that society has lost shame, and do you think that's a bad thing? I think I don't think society has lost shame. I just think people like won't speak up enough. Like I know I'm, this might sound a bit weird, but I only had this conversation with an older person a month, right? With a patient, we were talking about how society has changed over the years. We were talking about how elegant women looked, how elegant men looked, um, about the government. Like, um, mm-hmm. I think we probably may have even texted into in regards to like the way you have older people in residential care settings and they have property, um, and they have fear now because their property is vacant that they're going to have to pay an extra tax on their property. Like, it feels that the government is, like, taking over, that we don't have any power to... Uh, we've no power. We have the power to speak. But, yeah, it doesn't seem that they're listening or actually hearing what we're speaking about. Like, and there doesn't... In society alone, it feels that nobody cares because we have social media to air our grievances on. And that, that seems to do the job. It doesn't go no further. Be, and it's be, easy to reply. People, Sorry, John, people go ahead. Got the bottle. People haven't got the bottle, you see. So like, as you as Eddie said, there's one thing in raving on social media. That's no good. At the end of the day, you must step off the footpath onto the road. And if enough of people, the last time there, when there was a group prepared outside the door, they was held to play with the media. The media called them all the names of the sun far rise. Far this, far that, the whole lot. Public order, even about in shouting and rolling, you've no business here. Outside our own parliament, it doesn't matter what you think of the people. They had every right to be there. And that bonehead from the public order should be told, F off on the day. But unless enough of people get on the streets, get outside our parliament and demand change, nothing will happen. Stop fecking around with social media, get up off your hole and step off the footpath. Thank you very much indeed, John. Listen, Angela, Sarah and John and Stephen and everybody involved in today's show, thank you very much indeed. Um, can I just say, on a personal level, I kind of agree with what a lot of what Angela said um, and Sarah and John as well and actually Stephen too. I actually agree with most things what most people said today. I think we've gone down a very rocky road. And, and this is not coming from some sort of religious perspective because, as you know, I'm not religious. But I do believe the one thing that religion can give is good morals. Now, you can have good morals without religion, but I do think that religion teaches good morals, rights and wrongs, and shame. And I do believe shame is not always a bad thing. It can be a bad thing, by the way. We should be proud of ourselves and proud of our bodies, and we should be proud of who we are, what we are. We should never be ashamed of our views, for example, Um, particularly if those views don't align with everybody else's. We're entitled to all free speech. We should never be afraid of our freedom to speak or ashamed of our freedom to speak. But the one thing that we should we should have shame for is the way we behave sometimes as human beings. And that comes from a very young age. That's why the conversation kind of ventured into children quite a lot today. Because we have a duty in society as parents, as a government, social media. We have a duty to prepare children for life. And if we're preparing them with no shame whatsoever or no restrictions to what they can and can't do, I think we're setting them up for failure. I really believe we are. And we're setting them up for a very difficult life. And as I said, shame was responsible for people's behaviour because it stopped you doing certain things that society would frown upon. It stopped you dressing a certain way, maybe, to some degree. 
It would stop you being selfish and self-absorbed and self-obsessed because shame would stop you from doing that. So shame can be a very good thing as well in society. And also then when those kids grow up to be politicians, maybe at some point when they make a decision that has a very negative effect on people's lives, so much so that people may even take their lives, it makes them ashamed of making those decisions and think twice about making certain decisions. Like yesterday, or already I mentioned, the government spent millions on repatriating dogs with Ukrainian citizens living in Ireland. Don't get me wrong, I believe we should be supporting people, particularly if their house has been bombed in a war. But, you know, there are limits to what our generosity should and shouldn't do. And we should be ashamed of the fact that we are neglecting the needs sometimes of our own citizens who have paid tax in this country for the last God knows how many years, particularly when I see a story in the paper last week that we refused extra funding for cancer care. And yet we can spend millions on bringing dogs in. And I noticed yesterday, by the way, there's a group of Ukrainian people have set up a page given out about the government not letting them go home for Christmas. I must ask the very simple question. If your life was in danger in Ukraine and you had to come to Ireland uh, for a better life and for a safe life, why would you want to go back to the Ukraine on holidays if it isn't that safe or your life is in danger in some way? I think we're being made a mockery of in Ireland to some degree, by the way, by some people, not all. Uh, anyway, thank you to everybody who got involved in the show today. Don't forget, by the way, loads of people keep asking about the mugs. They're the new ones. I don't, I don't have the old one here because I think we gave away the last one. Or I have it inside the house, probably. Uh, they're the new mugs. I'll put them a bit closer to the screen so you can see them they nice, aren't they? If you want to get yourself one of those mugs, we give away one every single day. Got a large box of them there on the floor. We give away one every single day. And the only way that you can get them at the moment, and we will make it easier, um, is if you go to our website, nileboylan.com. And that's kind of not quite what they look like, as you can see. Oh, thank it was water in it. <laughs> if you go to the website, nileboylan.com and sign up for a subscription plan. And for that, you'll get an opportunity to win one of those mugs. We give away one randomly to somebody who signs up for the website. See what I just did? I just spit water all over myself, my scripts and everything else. Also, by the way, can I say as well, thank you to everybody. Because over the last week, we have noticed that our listenership and our figures have skyrocketed. We have no idea why. Well, apart from the fact that we believe it's a good show. But they have skyrocketed, particularly over the last four or five days. And thank you very much to everybody for sharing it. And that's the reason why they're going up. So you can help us, not just by financially supporting us, which we would love you to do, and I'll tell you more about that in a second. You can help us by sharing it. So when you see it on Twitter, or you see it on Facebook, and you see the live stream, share it. When you see a question that we put up in the early in the morning and telling you what we're going to be talking about that day, share it with your friends. Just share the post on Facebook or on Instagram or on Twitter. We put it up every single day between 10 and 11 o'clock. Just share it. Share it with your friends. If you go to our website and you're listening to a podcast or you're watching a podcast, there's a share button for Twitter, Facebook, Instagram on the right-hand side of each one of those podcasts. Share it with your friends. Share the link. Tell them, look what I've been listening to. This is great. Please do that for us because the more you do that, the more people listen. The more people listen, the more people engage. The more people engage, the more interesting it becomes. Because remember, this is your podcast. It's not mine. My name just happens to be on the tin, so to speak. But if you listen to the show on a daily basis, you'll notice that 80% of the conversation are our listeners. The people who are on the phone lines giving you an opportunity to have a voice, an uncensored voice, 
We don't censor you like radio stations. We're not governed by the BAI or the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland. The only thing we're governed by is civility to some degree. And we try our best to do that sometimes, depending on the conversation. But you're not censored. So please come on the air and have your views. And let everybody hear your views. Yesterday, thousands and thousands of you listened to the podcast yesterday. And one alone, just on Twitter, there's 18,000 views. Just on Twitter. That's not including the website, Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, and everywhere else that people listen. Facebook. That was just on one platform. So that's how many people are getting to hear your voice and your opinion. So that's how important it is that we give you that opportunity. To continue doing that, by the way, is expensive. We have to pay for all of this. The lighting, the screens, the phone lines that you hear daily, the people on the phones. And we don't get paid. There's three of us here that do this because we love doing it. As you know, all three of us actually have a job aside from this. I work on radio. That's where I get my salary. Without that, we couldn't do this. So please support us and try and help us. We make a little bit of money so far. We've made a little bit of money on the podcast, enough to cover some of the costs like electricity, et cetera, et cetera. You know how expensive that is nowadays, particularly when you've got studio lights like those ones up there. So please try and support us. Go to the website and pick a subscription plan. It's $5.99 a month. And it's the price of a pint of beer. That's all we're asking you for once a month. It's not a lot to ask for. You know, we pay taxes to fund politicians to the tune of six, six figure sums. I'm only asking you for five ninety nine a month to allow you to listen to this, to come on the air, to talk, to do whatever you want. Five ninety nine a month is all we're asking. So please support us to continue to do this. And thank you very much indeed to everybody who's already supported us. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. To those who can't afford to, because I know there is a cost of living crisis and it's very difficult, I thank you as well. Remember, we will never charge you on a daily basis for watching it as you are right now, even with the Halloween background. And we will never charge you for listening to it, ever. The only thing we charge you for is to go to the website and if you want to watch any of the back episodes. That's all. You can listen to them all for free, by the way. You can go on to Spotify or iTunes or wherever it is. But if you want to watch any of the interviews, and some of them which we don't actually put up, we don't stream live, we have interviews there that you wouldn't have heard from listening to the show daily. They're on the website, and you have to pay to watch those. And it's five ninety nine a month. So please do it now. Don't leave it later on, because you'll forget. Do it now and support us, and continue to share the show amongst your friends. Thank you to everybody, and don't forget one of you who signs up today. We got one of these mugs. Without the tea in it the water, whatever it was. Uh, thank you very much indeed. We shall talk to you again tomorrow at 12. Until then, have a great day. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085-100-2255. The Niall Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms. 